Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me, as always, is Ben Slinger. Hello, 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 and welcome to another spooky... To spooktacular. <laughs> spooktacular. There. Everyone has to use the word spooktacular uh, at least once every year. Spoopy. It's, uh, it's a little bit spooky. So, yeah, we're going to continue on uh, with some horror-themed games tonight. Uh, as uh, last week we did, we are still playing our regular game of Click Pitch, which is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us. And on the count of three, two, one, click, we will each get an adjective and a noun. Uh, and we will once again monster mash them together into a video game design that is scary. Uh, or involves horror in some way. We're not going to limit ourselves too much, but uh, we will be heading in that horror direction. So uh, I think let's... As we found out last week, it doesn't always go directly to horror. Yeah, but uh, I think just... We try. Heading in that direction. So let's let's do it. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Ah! Huh. Advanced aging. Rotated taker. Okay. That feels like... This feels like a story about the Grim Reaper. Mm. But it's our own version of the Grim Reaper. Yes. And the rotated has something to do with, like, the body horror that comes... Like, the, the whatever this creature looks like is, like, things are around the wrong way. <laughs> something. I don't know what. <laughs> Nose is <laughs> upside down. So, it's got these so, it, so it fills nostrils. with water when it rains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not a very well designed creature, but. <laughs> the mouth is on top, but the eyes are also on top. So you see really what you're eating. <laughs> the mouth is on top, and so is the butt. Make sure you get it in the right hole. <laughs> the the butt is right above the right above the upturned <laughs> nostrils, so it smells the farts. <laughs> Horrific. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Hor- that, 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 it's horrible, but it's also one of those things that you that you yeah. know. Is this about some elderly person and their? relationship to this Grim Reaper creature. Okay. Is the Grim Reaper creature one of the interns at this old age place? Um, yeah. Because I, I like the idea that this Grim Reaper is like, I can I can just... My my situation is I just have to collect all the people that, at this at this place when they're ready to go. I'm just going to work here because I'm bored otherwise. Like, <laughs> I do like the idea of the Grim of the the Grim Reaper just being a regular sort of person, just being an orderly. Um, it's only when they take someone that you see their true form with their rotated nose, yes, or whatever it is. I don't think it's actually a rotated nose; something creepier. No, but yes, but but for whatever reason, like they've been working here for ages. They're bored. They like you. So they tell you, like they literally just come out as their orderly self one day and they're like, I'm the Grim Reaper, you know, and like you have a conversation about it. And so it's sort of come, the horror comes from this, like, do I believe this regular person and what they're telling me? They can't prove it immediately, like, but they start telling you when people are going to die. Oh yeah, well, what 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 shall Sally over there? Yeah, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take I'm gonna tomorrow. take it tonight while you all sleep. <laughs> tomorrow you will see her wa- her leave this place in a coffin because I will I'll be taking her soul because of her time. Yeah, but I think he's almost joke. I think he's just like really friendly about it. Like he's just and and he's he's so nice about it. Like very uh, he, he's he's built up a lovely a lovely. Um, like relationship with Gladys and you know he's like I trust that you you are my friend and I want you to to know that me John am the Grim Reaper yeah at least for this for this aged uh, aged home 
Yeah, for this, for this, for the you know southwest region of for the southwest <laughs> west region, uh, which happens to be this entire this entire gated community. Well, yeah, I mean, I think he he maybe goes off and does other areas, but like this is where most of them happen. So he decided to take a job here. Or actually, rotated could also just be that he's the one on rotation at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it turns out that all the orderlies here. Uh, well, somewhat. no, I, I don't think I don't I don't want I don't want you to meet any other Grim Reapers. I think it's just through this, I, and I think they're a kid. I think they're young. I think they're like nineteen looking. They're not actually that age. Yeah, but that's how no. they're presenting themselves in this form. And or at least twenty three. You know, they've, like, they've gone through uni and they they feel very, like they're yeah. I think quite young because I, I want it to seem like a yeah, just this like young man. Who you just wouldn't expect. They're just, they're an orderly. They've been friendly. You you have a good relationship with them. And, and that's why they're like, yeah, Gladys, like, I want you to know this. We're friends. Uh, I will take you when your time comes. Okay. Let's just, let's just open this up. Let's open this up straight away that our, our character comes in and, and they, they wake up and the orderly comes in and and you start having a conversation and is like yeah i'm new here today yeah, and I, I think like it's- just started and you you have a bit of a conversation and the first couple of days that you're talking you know you're you're actually building oh, up yeah, a bit of yeah, a rapport you, do you know right you, you're liking this whole this whole situation he's helping out like um you're playing chess at one stage and he helps you with a move well, that will actually think, win and, and it's also just this sort of he gets your jokes and tells you others that that work like for whatever reason you you show in those first few scenes that that you that Gladys and John the friendship we've just got a real rapport and a friendship yeah. growing um and I, I'm almost pushing you could almost do this as like very limited environments it's maybe just like mm. Gladys's room the like sort of uh, in you know rec room sort of area like where people are during the day maybe like a dinner area or something, whatever like but it's just these different days these different conversations and then it takes a turn for the worst when you know John John says one day is like you've told me so much about your life yeah. I want to tell you my my one big secret you can you can say no but this is this is a secret that will blow your mind, and of course the player is going to go, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. In fact, you, you almost you almost have two options, and one is, yeah, I guess, and one Fuck is yes. yes, please tell me. <laughs> uh, and you know he he tells you that I am f- at least for for as far as this place is concerned, I am the. I'm the harbinger of death. I, I reap I the am, souls. I am the person yeah. who, I am the ferryman. Takes people when they are ready, and I will take you, Gladys. When, when you are ready. You're right now. You're you're not ready yet. Unfortunately, Sally is. <laughs> no, we, I don't think you'd get into it. That <laughs> uh, no, and it's like, oh, I don't believe yeah. you. And it's like, well, the only way I can prove it is to tell you. Who's next? Well, yeah, I think you even drag it out a bit. I think it it always plays as a joke, except that he like he's not jo- it, it, he doesn't seem like he's joking. It's deadpan. He's dead serious about it. But you, as the as the player and Gladys as herself, is just like this is sort of some of the ways you guys banter. It's like oh, he's just like he's just messing with me, basically. Yep. Halloween, he comes dressed. As the Grim Reaper in like the <laughs> yeah. in like he's got the, in like the big the big black the cloak and he's got like a real looking oh, scythe yeah. that that has you know sharp and a little bit of what you think is blood. But he goes, "Don't worry, it's just tomato yeah, sauce." No, I just spilled on it. It's, I'm just a good prop master. You know, we don't actually use scythes. That's just <laughs> no, you know, no, 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 no. no. Um, so what we actually use is is this sort of thing, and he actually pulls out like a sickle. It's just a small <laughs> little thing. He no, goes, I think I think I think when <laughs> this you is, finally this is the soul I think vacuum. when you finally see his horrific real form, he they have like 
scythe-like limbs or something. I'm thinking that he, um, the rotation actually occurs from the fact that his legs are actually on the arm sockets and the arms are down down below and he's sort of like he kind of cartwheels around. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, w- I want you to... I want this game... Uh, whether it's the final shot or whether it's just something late on, <laughs> like you see that you see him transform at some point, not in great detail. Yeah. But one night, like he's told you who it's going to be, you're like, "Fuck this, I'm I'm going." And you follow, and you follow him, and you're like looking through. Maybe like the door's locked, but you're like looking through the glass door, and it's a bit. You know, you can't quite see, but you just have like this great animation of from behind. He sort of bends over a bit and then sort of just grows out of this thing, like becomes larger than he should be able to come. These huge, like, scythe-like limbs come out and then he just sort of (laughs) falls onto, you know- Just sort of envelopes. envelops, you know, whoever it is. And then envelops and then, like, sort of scrunches up into a ball and just disappears- and you know the person's still still there. They don't have a mark on them, but you can tell that they're not them anymore. Yeah. Like they're yeah. You could do something really cool there. Really, this would make actually a really good movie. <laughs> like this is real slow burn friend friendship movie between these people with these sort of strange horror bits. But okay, but what if we made it virtual reality? Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that could work well. So you not being able to move very fast. Yes. Maybe you're in a wheelchair, and and you now just being scared of like John the Orderly, and you know he doesn't mean anything. You know, no, he's he's not trying to scare you. He's just he just wants to be able to tell someone. He he's, he's lonely. He's found a kindred spirit in in you and the fact that, you know, you may have seen some horrors in your past Mm. and, you know, he respects the fact that- Yeah, I think the emotional arc of the whole game should basically be, you know, the beginning, you've got that relationship, you're joking and, you know, joking around. He starts telling you that stuff. It becomes sort of this weird, like a little bit uncertain, but still, is he just messing with me? Whatever. Then it goes into like- Fear. Like then, there's a section of essentially horror where you do, you you know now you've seen it. He is this creature, and you're like, what does he want from me? And then I oh, think- you see him walk in. You see him walk in, and you know it's just a shot of like just a millisecond of this big scythe armed creature that then just turns back into yeah into. You, you know, don't even know if it's that's basically just you, you imagining it's it all. all. It's all your because um, all you've seen is the silhouette. Yeah, you haven't actually seen. You know, you saw it through frosted oh, glass and all this sort of stuff. I, still, I don't think you ever see it in full detail. Well, you only or, see what your brain. Yeah. You know what what we want you to see, which is you know, as far as he's concerned, you know, this is an angelic sort of thing. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, the bright light and all this sort of stuff, but he's helping. Like you've he's, seen, he, this is the circle of life. Like he's just part of it. You're seeing it, and you, and you can play around with how dark you could actually take it. If you saw something like that, and you're now picturing this real evil, you know, twisted sort of twisted sort of being, when you know, I think maybe your character does pass away at the, at the very end yes and you just you're just bathed in light yeah i think well that and that's what i was going to say is once you've once the horror part's gone the end of it is peace like yeah i think the end of the game is john comes into your room like and says goodbye basically like or doesn't say anything but you know like and and then yeah it's it sort of just fades to white like it's not a big horrific ending or anything it's literally like You've had that horror, but through further conflict, like, you still talk to them or whatever, like, he's actually upset because he thinks he's ruined the friendship sort of thing. So, you've got Mm. conversations there where it's, like, rekindling that a bit and he's reassuring you and you sort of come to accept it and that it is this natural part of life, 
even though he, you know, to to any one of, eyes, he's one of the set pieces. Being. One of the set pieces is middle of the night. Power goes out. The generators out. You know, storms everywhere and all that sort of stuff. And just the sounds of you know your your brain is is you know saying there's something otherworldly here and yeah you know John hasn't come in yet to your room but did that cupboard just move mm. did you know other things start to happen and oh I do like you hear the door creaking open and it's another one of the orderlies who's who's come in and said glad I say you're all right yeah. you know we're, we're we're investigating John hasn't come back like. And I do like that. It's I- one of those things of. I do like that idea that for the final scene, you do start to build it up like that, where it's like, oh, is this going to be this big horrible ending? But then, yeah, like the oil that comes in, things start to calm down a bit, like everything sort of settled down, and then he just walks in, like it's just as normal as possible. He just yep. walks in and he kind of looks at you. And kind of gives you this sort of knowing smile. Nod. Nod. <laughs> and then he, the final scene is essentially you see him like start to crouch down into what you know is going to happen. But then, yeah, he just like goes to white. Like you don't see it. And that's the end of the you game. Just, you see a white light and, and no one else is like the other orderlies in the room aren't actually seeing anything happening. They're saying, yeah, it's your time. And, I, yeah, I, you know, you s- I think you keep it, yeah, yeah, just completely wordless. Vague. Wordless at the end and just, yeah, that's really cool. That's really, I like, I like that juxtaposition of, of the horror with just a really nice. Peace. Heartwarming kind of peaceful, you know, relationship. You, you've experienced vibe. the, the last few days of this, of this character who may have some great stories and mm. about her life and all this sort of stuff that you can sort of, you can have selections of, you know, what, what your grandchildren did and all this sort oh, of yeah, stuff. Oh yeah, I think you make it, like, it's all going to come down to the writing. It's, it's essentially yeah. going to be, realistically, it's just an interactive, you know, story. Novel. Uh, novel yeah. or movie in a sense where it's just, yeah, moving from conversation to set piece to conversation. But yeah, I think in VR that could be uh quite quite well done. Maybe you get glimpses of yourself in mirrors. And- Especially because you can actually have some of those have those those sort of things where you, if you want to you can play a game of chess against the computer. You can yeah. you can play a game of checkers. You can against, play like against ping- John. Like you play it, yeah. Cards, like yeah. you're sitting down in bed and you're playing cards against John and having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. that would be that's like, cool. I like that a lot. Actually. Oh, God. Doing this, okay. <laughs> Inevitable orchestra. Obscene TV. <laughs> okay. I do like the idea of playing like TV broadcasts can be very creepy you've done right have you seen uh have you seen chris straub's local 53 series no no i have not look at look it up at some point he essentially just does this sort of very 80s style uh late night broadcasts of like local community television but then it starts bringing in creepy things of these like people who worship the moon and stuff and and just coming up as like sort of teletext style text over the top of things and you know, like emergency broadcast sort of style stuff. Kind of channel 31. Yeah. UHF. Y- yes, you know, exactly. Like, and just a lot of that community, community broadcast. It's just, so I kind of like the idea of this orchestra that keeps showing up on your TV broadcast. Like that's what's crazy. Like you don't know where it's coming from. It's, but it, it, it is what symbolizes Whatever is actually going on there. Like, it's part of- <laughs> Okay. So, it's that meta thing of the game, you're, you're in the middle of a broadcast and it's like, where's that music coming from again? Like, yeah, like I want this- the, I the, want the-, the score starts in the game and it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> Your character's just looking around. Be. Yeah. Uh, I guess, I, is this someone at home and this orchestra is interrupting the TV- TV broadcast, or is this someone working in like a TV studio 
and I'm thinking it's the host of the, of the show, and you know he throws it to Az and goes, "I heard the music again." Right. Please tell me that you guys heard it, and you know they may not be hearing it, so you're having to to sort of you've only got a certain certain amount of time before the break ends and you're, mm. you and you need to be back on back on stage and you're you're trying to calm yourself down or okay i'm trying to figure out how this works from a gameplay point of view i do like that idea of cuz you could play with some cool stuff if you're the host of a show you've got a monitor over here that's showing you what the green screen behind you actually looks like You've got the teleprompter. Like, can you imagine yep. stuff that starts coming up on the teleprompter and nobody else is acknowledging it? Like, that could be fucking creepy. Uh, so, dialogue tree that you have the teleprompter there saying what you should be saying, but it's saying, like, kill, 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 and all this sort of stuff. So, you've got to try and keep it going by, by you know, selecting your different improvised dialogue and that sort of stuff. That- yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think it, it it's slowly- like, you've got a sort of a scene of, like, you know, 53 people were killed tonight in a fire, you know, downtown LA. And, uh, you know, the, the police, have, the, the fire fire engine has said that it was uh, an accidental fire. But we all, you know, but we all know that it was actually the Dark Lord Satan who, oh, oh wait, wait a second. Like, you catch yourself saying it and then <laughs> have to correct yourself or something. It's like, what? Uh, just stick with the, let's do that again. Let's, like, stick with what's on the thing. And, like, just start And to speak more- about this, we have a nun on a pogo stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just uh, you just have this nun <laughs> just bouncing on a program. <laughs> I mean, that could be creepy. Uh, I think definitely just that like weird non sequitur unsettling stuff. We're broadcasting from an old convent, <laughs> uh, and I think, and then like. Uh, you know, another thing could be uh, you're just you're saying the news, and yes, you're like selecting the right tech, and it could almost be a a bit of a reading game. It's like select the one of these four options that actually matches what's come up on the teleprompter in time. And they're just only slightly different. Um, you know, numbers are different or like the order of words are different or something. So there's a bit of a tension that you have to be doing there. But then like you look up to get the next one and you see on the green screen, like behind you, there's just like this fucking weird void or something or whatever. Or there's like this orchestra, or this fucking orchestra is just playing behind you. Uh, I'm just imagining on on the arm of your of your chair. There's actually like a disembodied hand, a thing from from Adam's family that you see on the on the um on the screen, and you look down and you literally see it there. And it's like, oh my god! Like, how long has that been there? <laughs> uh, yeah. So we hadn't we hadn't mentioned, but I think we're thinking VR then. Yes. Uh, to really play with that because you need to be able to yeah look around and. Yeah, I agree. Okay, that's... Yeah, I definitely like playing with the teleprompter, playing with the green screen. Playing with the, the music cues. Playing that, with the music cues. You know. And that, yeah, that could be really interesting. You've got... Because, again, with VR, it's you're always going to have... The, the, directly in your ear, you've got your producer or whatever, like, talking to you. Um, and so, it's this sort of weird attention, dividing their attention between these different things and then shocking them with just strange unsettling stuff. I think <laughs> one of the things that uh, I kind of like about those community shows is they're always talk shows. They've always got guests mm. on and all this sort of stuff. And you can ask questions of, of your guest and obviously you're not sure what the guest is going to say. Yeah. And so the idea of, of you know, having it done in like a an old abandoned convent and you've got a a nun or as you, as your first guest and well i think you want to make it seem as normal as possible though to begin with so i mean maybe it is that for whatever reason you bring a nun on sure and then they'd start telling you about how you know, this is sacred ground and you shouldn't be here and you shouldn't be doing this. And they're getting more and more frantic and they're like screaming at you. And then you start looking around and you realize that you are in a church for some reason. And then everything snaps back to normal or something, you know, like that. And then of, the studio lights turns the studio off, lights turn turn on off again, and turn off like- and Well, yeah, like playing with the space that this, that the character, that the player thinks they're in 
and then shifting it back. Yep. Like, yeah, that. Um, during a break, like I- I'm imagining that there's certain certain times where you go off on a, like you go back to your dressing room and it's like, and you see a light down the corridor, mm. and you follow, and you know you're led into like this old gothic cathedral sort of thing, and it's like, um, have you have you seen Haunting of Hill House? Yeah, where. I'm, I'm picturing that scene of, you know, you're walking through, like, a, a regular sort of corridor and all of a sudden it just turns into another building altogether. Well, okay, yeah, I like that idea of it's like, you know, all right, great show, you know, Jenny, let's get you back to your dressing room and you're following a PA who's taking you there and you're going down a hallway. But they're moving, like, they start moving slightly faster than you can- Than your controls will let you- Than what you can physically you. move, yep. And until, like, and you're trying to catch up and then they're, like, all the way down the end of this corridor and now all you've got is this corridor in front of you and then- Oh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking they've, I'm thinking they've just turned the corner, you get up there oh, and yeah. turn and she's already at the end yeah, of the yeah, corridor. exactly. And she's, she's turning the next corner and it's like, what the, what yeah. the fuck? And like, then you turn that next corner you, and yes, you're, like, somewhere completely She's not different. there anymore. You're somewhere completely different. Uh, yeah, definitely playing with with unrealistic spaces, and- you, non-Euclidean geometry, yeah, and all this sort yeah. of stuff, which is always interests the fuck out of me. Like, see, I think this is. Do we just set this over the course of like maybe it's one day and they're recording like three episodes or something? Yeah. So you have these beats in between the yeah. episodes, and it's like you got a half hour off, you know, or. When when you're ready, just come back and and we'll start the next yeah, one. Yeah, and you like and call it's like that's your where friend you have or something, the- and you're trying to tell them what's going on, and then they're acting weird, you know. Uh, and the phone starts doing weird shit as well, and then it's like, okay, I guess I'm gonna go back and record another episode. You like you talk to your producer about it, and they're just like, no, it was fine. Like it all went well. You made a few mistakes, but it's fine. How many episodes do you reckon? Because I'm actually thinking five. I think it's the week of Halloween and you're doing a different <laughs> themed episode of each night. That could be interesting to play with. They don't have to be full half hour No, 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 of course. Episodes, you you know, it's, like- it's just little segments that you, you, you essentially record each time. Yeah. Yeah, I could see five because you, the first one can be, be almost mundane. Again, yeah. it's, you know, it's always good to set up, you know, the expectation- and what's normal. You maybe have a few weird glitches in there, but they're, th- they're the sorts of things that- uh, Community radio or community yeah, TV like broadcast is going to have. Like, the teleprompter, the teleprompter is, is like- Yeah. And it said Satan instead of Santa. Like, so that's- Yeah. Even not- And the end, you're just like, it's Halloween, not Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I'm just- I really, really like this idea and how- like, just playing with audio mm. and playing with, like, non-Euclidean space in in VR. Very disorienting, but mm. if you like have the right the movement- that, um, that Batman did, the mm. Batman VR game, where they had, like, walls changing when you turned away and stuff, and then you turn back around and you're in a fucking cell or the door's gone or whatever, like- that sort of stuff is fucking weird in VR. Like, it fucks you with you. Um, yeah. Which is what we want. Yeah. Especially in a horror yeah. game. Uh, three, two, one, yeah. horror. Let's let's horror it up some more. Unaffected menu. Salt aim. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, salt makes me think of some sort of, like, protection. Like, occult protection like a salt circle or something. Yep. I am getting a, a kind of maybe a cannibalistic sort of feel to this and guess what's on the menu? You are. And and people and people are literally trying to season you. Sure. Like that that's <laughs> that's their whole attack and all that sort of stuff. Like they you're you're running from them and they're literally like they're th- they're throwing oil and salt You've and got pepper salt at you. And- they're doing these like in the salt down. Yep. <laughs> so it's like arcadey. Then is this weirdly? Yeah, I- I'm. Th- I'm thinking it's a- it's a maybe even a two D platformer 
sort of thing that you're trying to get away from these people and and literally their entire <laughs> you've got a, you've got a tasty bar <laughs> and it's how tasty <laughs> how tasty you are <laughs> if you mix and match the wrong like bad bad combinations exactly of seasoning, you become tasty, you become this goes down you become less tasty and therefore less appetizing mm-hmm mm-hmm I'm I'm really liking this idea and and the idea of so hang on where are they seasoning you from are they like flying planes over you and like dropping seasoning no I on you? I, I think in this in this two D sort of thing a la your your contra or mm. you know Super Mario <sighs> Brothers or whatever contra was a weird pull okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I, you know what I'm yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about. That you're you're running along, you're trying to get away from these people, and there's just people coming out of the woodworks, like trying to like season you or make you more tasty. Which is it an endless runner where so you're just trying to get as far as you can without your no, tasty bar th- I, reaching the top? <laughs> I don't think it's an endless runner. I think this is more of a level based, a level based game of of where. You know, if you become too tasty, then the hounds can, you know, scent you out and all that sort of stuff. Like, <laughs> do we just go full on wacky with it then? And so you're coming up against these like huge chef bosses who are trying to like throw, you know, cut you up with the big chef knives and go a bit cuphead with it almost, like go wacky with it. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking bosses the size of like your your Dark Souls. Yeah. Bosses where they just tower over you, even if they're, like, human-like, they still tower over you and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And so, it's all just around, yes, th- these people, for whatever reason, are trying to eat you, and you theme each level differently. Like, this is the savoury level, this is the dessert level, and now, now they're trying to, like, make- you know, they want you a la mode, so they're trying to hit you with ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> And you really go wacky like with like, sauces and things, like, like uh, <laughs> caramel sauces and <laughs> powdered sugar. Okay, so I think this is this is one of those stories where you've taken a wrong turn and you've ended up in this town and they're celebrating like some some festival or something like that. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's sort of like the food festival, mm-hmm. and you know, you sort of. Your your first level is is, I think it's you on your own. You're you're like a. I'm getting a door to door salesman sort of vibe, like you're there trying to sell encyclopedias or something like that in right, the digital age. Into like, this. yeah, yeah, you're 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 actually looking to try and. You're part of a band. You're part of a four piece band, that they hired for the this festival, and it's the Cooking for Humans festival. But in that Simpsons style, you realise that actually there's a you in that four, and it's cooking for humans, and every year they cook four humans, and so you're, they're going to cook all four of you. Oh my god, that's that's amazing. Um, I I just like the idea of you know, there's no you you may be the first one to arrive, yeah. and now you're trying to you're trying to. Yeah, effectively, you scouted ahead. You were, yeah, sure. You've you've got like a, a small amount of time before all your bandmates are going to arrive, and I think it's one of those things where you may have sort of snuck snuck your way into like a um, a the clock tower or something like that, and you you're sort of hiding away, and you see your bandmates all all arrive, right? And they get they get ushered into to like the you know the mayor's mansion or whatever, and it's like okay, now you're you're on a mission to save them as well as not get eaten yourself. Right. Well, yeah. So you're saving them from the like three other chefs or whatever. Who, you know, like each of them is going to prepare one of them. Right. So you can like split it up into different sections where you're trying to save each one of your bandmates or whatever. But then you realize, hang on, there was four of you. Where's the fourth chef? Yeah. And that's like your big final boss or something. Yeah. It's actually the head chef because because you got the yeah you had a a sous chef you had a you know the dessert chef you had the (laughs) yeah it's the head chef and they're just a head Mm, they're just a giant floating head but they they have you know telepathic or you know yeah 
Definitely. They, they've, they've ascended from the need to cook with their mortal human body and they just use their mind to pick up all the utensils. Well, it turns and- out that they, they actually use the bodies of everyone else in town to actually, you know, all the other bodies sort of come in and all raise up at the same time with salt and just start going, <laughs> <laughs> start throwing salt, it at you. It's like, salt, oh my salt. God, they're all controlled by this head chef. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. The head chef has telekinetic powers. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I uh, really like this cool. idea. So, if we're sticking and we're sticking with 2D platformer for all this, are you thinking then, like, what sort of style do you go that real wacky-ish, like, animated style of a cuphead or is it a bit more like a a bit more retro like a metal um what am i thinking what's that game contra metal slug (laughs) metal slug slug. um that sort of thing which is just contra with better graphics isn't it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it had depth to it too i think didn't it metal slug have depth to it oh no maybe not no yeah. Anyway, I just meant that sort of animated style. Yeah. Um, could be cool. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I can sort of see it as, as like a a hand-painted mm. sort of Castlevania style, um, as in, you know, the hand-painted pixely graphics. Yeah. Not super high resolution, but, you know, just enough to yeah, yeah. really get, to get in the there. Idea across. Yeah. Obviously, numerous levels leading up to each each of these sort of battles that you have to do. I kind of, I kind of do like the idea of your first thing is just get, just getting away from them, and you're you're literally trying to sort of sneak over, sneak around mm. and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And then when you find out that they've got all your other bandmates and they kind of get separated throughout the town, you know, you can take them on in any any order, any order that you want. Yeah, do a bit and of then a all of a sudden, you know, sort of you're, you're now you're now doing some sort of um, attacking sort of thing. So, you're no, no longer trying to escape these these people. You're literally just trying to take them out while not getting too tasty. Yeah. So, what are your moves? Like, what is the platforming style here? Are we doing just sort of a Mario style thing where you're, like, jumping and climbing and <laughs> throwing things? Or are we doing more of a... Well, more of a Contra sort of thing where you've got guns or like a... I was kind of thinking a cross between, like, Out of This World or Another World. Mm. Which has that kind of Prince of Persia yeah, kind of feel. Yeah, more... Uh, that yeah, I, I kind of like that idea. The Like a, because like then, a flashback you know, or something. You don't necessarily have to... Yeah, flashback. That's a, that's a great... Okay. It'd be interesting to see, like, a wacky sort of flashback like that. That sort yeah. of style, where it's a bit more... It's a bit more strategic. About, like, oh, if I drop down here, like, they're going to be able to shoot me, so I need to, like, go a different way or get up higher and throw something behind them so they turn around so I can drop down and, and attack them or something. Okay. Yeah. At least for the first couple of levels, because you don't, you don't have too many weapons. When you get to the clock tower, that's where you find, like, a, a weapon stash and that sort of stuff, and you go out on the offensive now. Mm. Are you attacking with, like, food sort of chef stuff? Like, do you find knives and... I do like the idea of it being uh, a mainly, like, saucepan yeah. slash yeah, food like implement. throwing saucepans at people and stuff. Yeah. Making all the noise that you can because you're you're literally, you know, trying to let them know that you're on your way. You know, yeah. Maybe it's you've taken the offensive to them. Maybe it's a bit more of a like, yes, you you find some sort of weapons in the clock tower or whatever, but uh, it's it's a lot of picking up things as you go. So it's like, okay, I can hold a couple of saucepans and a couple of knives or whatever, and you can do you can do like melee attacks with them. but you can also like throw them, and you might lose them if you throw them. But but you know, but but most people that you kill are going to drop another saucepan or something. You know. Ooh. Okay. What if you could also pick up ingredients as you went? So the idea being that <laughs> oh, some, like, you can you can actually depending stuff. on you know what what they are looking for around here, like you can uh, you're up against the entree group, so right. therefore. Sugars and those sort of thing 
are not going to make you as tasty as what salts and and the more savoury flavours are going to do. So Because, yeah, we've sort of moved a little bit away. Are they still trying to season you <laughs> this whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you still got the tasty meter, but yeah. now you've got, you know, some spices that you can, you can, as you go through, you can maybe pick up recipe, uh, recipe pages, and it sort of says, you know, that you're essentially all, like doing all the recipes some have something in common, basic where, crafting where they, or something. Yeah, effectively, you're you're looking for spices that aren't on the recipe list. Well, or is it also that you're? Can you season? Like, can you start creating? You can season yourself. No, I was saying, can you season the other people and then, like, everyone just turns on them and attacks them? Well, that too. Like- So, you've like, oh, I've got all the ingredients for a great cheese sauce and I'm going to mm. put it in a bottle and throw it at someone and they get covered in cheese sauce and everyone else is just like, oh, cheese sauce, nom, nom, nom. And they and they, they literally eat them to bones. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Instantly. Instantly, like- yes. These are very efficient cannibals. Wow, I, I really, really like this idea. I think this is- <laughs> It's bizarre, but I, yeah. It's bizarre, but kind of, like, great at the same time. Like, I think it's an interesting combination of, of styles there. But let's click again. Okay. Crash Institute. Wet Separator. Okay. So, my mind for Crash actually went to, like, crashing a network or a computer or something, like- Okay. Because I, I saw wet, I'm like, well, wet work is quite often, you know, code words for assassination and oh, that sort yeah. of stuff. Okay. And I was thinking of Ooh, some sort of- crashing a party crash. then. Well, I was thinking more crash of, you know, you caused a crash and that- Right. That's how you- Yeah. If you want to be obvious about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was your other word? Wet and- Separator. Separator. An institute. Hmm. I do- I do like the idea of you crashing the office party at this, mm. like, institute. Mm. And, you know, you're- you're here to do- what you think- what you thought was just a simple wet work mission. Oh, okay. But there's something strange going on at this institute. Yeah. So, I've been watching a lot of Buffy and Angel recently. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea of th- this institute is like a Wolfram and Hart, which, mm. which has, you know, like the- It's essentially actually run by demons. Run by demons and all this sort of stuff. And so, they know about all these weird shit that's going down- in this game, you're you're in here just to, yeah. They're not locked in with you. You're locked in with them. You, you're in here to take out anyone who gets in your way and and steal the this like these plans that are in this safe or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you like, thought it was essentially a simple corporate espionage, you know, with the license to kill, yeah, kind of work, kind of job. But it- you make it. You make it into the into the office like pretty easily. Like there's yeah. you basically you sneak in, you you like they're all laughing around this office party and you sneak into the elevator and you get upstairs and you go in and you know you bro- you've just broken into the safe and you've opened it up and there's like this old scroll mm. in there. And you're straight away going, What this, this doesn't seem right and you all of a sudden you hear the elevator door open so you hide and like maybe in in a cupboard or something like yeah. that what however you do and you see them literally draw a pentagram on the ground oh, on I, the ground i thought you were going to say two two drunk employees come in start making out on the couch you have to sit there for a while and then they're like okay we better get down for the blood sacrifice you coming it's like yeah looking forward to it <laughs> i can't wait to you know summon our boss you know, he's always a, a blast at these parties. Yeah. I was- Yeah, I can see it either way, whether they, they actually- You know, you've closed the safe because you didn't want to, like, get caught. So- And they open the safe and they- I'm, I'm just imagining that they, they actually say, Oh, I suppose the reason that we're up here is, you know, to get to get the scroll of summoning. Yeah. And they go, they go get it and they go, Oh, 
Benedict Day says we don't want to miss the bloodletting. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that, that's the first. That's your first uh, sign that anything weird's going on here. And they're just like, it's just a da- another day. You know, it's a celebration, mm. but it's just it's their annual <laughs> party uh, where they yeah summon some great demonic force who is their boss and this is the one time a year that you know the they can break the the link between realms and or create the link between realms and bring him forth to get their annual report <laughs> or give him their yeah. annual report it's it's the annual review so you know they've been they've been going around and and you know performing all the ritual sacrifices and yep. and you know, they say, oh, you should have seen the blood that came out of uh, Fred the janitor. Like, he really, really didn't want that to happen. But Yeah, it's like- a shame. Like, he'd been here so long, but it was kind of felt harsh to do it at his rep- retirement party. But we couldn't let him out of here. He had to he had to be sacrificed like the He'd rest seen of too him. much. Yeah. <laughs> his retirement present was, you know, not being burnt in the, in the pits of hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he gets to sit, you know, alongside our Lord and Saviour. Well, that's a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it is Jesus. It's all... It's, but, he, but he's still oh, not no. like... He's, but Jesus the whole time is this horrible, like, demon uh, from old times. It's actually Jeebus? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's Jesus with Zeds. <laughs> okay, so I'm picturing again 2D. Okay, yeah. Sort of a oh, maybe a bit of a This isn't this wasn't actually my first thought, but like not tonight, like that sort of Do you know what I do you know the no. sort of relatively like expressive low res pixels. Do you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, I'm trying to think of other good examples. I think stylized, and I think like, like when you when you go full, you know, wet work mode to get out of this place, which it's now sort of like a diehard thing of you've got to get out of here. Oh yeah, blood is spraying around everywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're you're literally um, al- almost in that uh, katana, katana zero, katana zero, uh, like. Blood is just splurting out everywhere, yeah. and it's like, to me, that makes a lot of sense. In fact, I'm, I'm almost seeing a very Katana Zero-like feel to it, where it does have that pixelated feel, but it's also extremely gory. But, you know, getting up there the first time was pretty easy, but it's now- Oh, yeah. Now it's- All about working out. Now let's get out all the As you're trying to get down through uh, the levels, Fanatics, like, they're all on board. They're, they're willing to die for this company, so you're just like- Carving your way through them. Mm. But we need to make it that, like, you can't just get out of the building. If you make it all the way down to the bottom, like, the doors are fully locked and sealed and all gone. this sort of stuff. Well, yeah, the, do- the doors are no longer there. And, and like, there's a there's a mystical barrier that's yeah. actually stopping you from breaking any of the glass and all this sort of stuff. And it's and like, now- the only way out is to continue going down. Now you're into the basement <laughs> levels, and you because you have to kill the big boss, and you know that that's where he's being summoned. So where was the party? Roof. <laughs> roof. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether it was on the roof or whether it was on like level sixty six or something. And you're you're in the offices on level sixty nine or whatever. Mm. And you get out on level sixty nine, and your character immediately goes nice, nice. Mm. <laughs> and then you know it's it's a little bit of a nod, and it's like office four twenty, and <coughs> she goes nice, <laughs> or, or the combination is four t- ends up being four twenty. Of course, <laughs> and it's like you know these people know what's up. Nice, <laughs> but then you, um, yes, level sixty six, and there's like an extra little six drawn in between the <laughs> the numbers. I think. The elevators kind of get locked out, like, at this point, where mm. you have to kind of make it down from, from the top, going down level by level, and sometimes you're going to skip a skip a couple of levels, but then... Yeah, I think you, you could do... Essentially, like, each level, you're sort of trying to get to the next stairwell, um, 
making your way through, you might have scenes where you run into, it's like, oh, like the first time you meet a new kind of more difficult enemy and you get a bit of exposition around something and it ends up in a set piece that like blows a hole through three levels of the floors and you get down. Yeah. Like faster. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I I really, really like this idea and how fucked up you could go with like, you know, different, different floors are, are like still performing different functions you know, rituals to try and well i like the idea that you could bring in the, the sort of the corporate side of things it's like oh floors you know 55 to 50 are all hr and the the people in hr are good at like summoning a certain like summoning demons or whatever or communicating with demons or you know whatever it is and so then, yeah, you're going to be facing off different sorts of things depending on the particular roles of the people in this floor. Yeah. Yeah, there, there is just something about how dark you could actually get this to be with, you know, the different human sacrifices that are happening, the, the orgy that's happening in one of the, oh, on yeah. one of the floors, like, yeah. you know- it, the orgy that starts out kind of normal, but then they then they they know, all start like slit the throat the of, of each other and stuff. Yeah, and it's. I think you've got to have one of those levels that is literally a homage to society. If you've ever seen that film, it is so. one of the weirdest fucked up um, body horror things. Okay, where all the rich people of of society yeah. are not quite human. Okay, let's just say that there is a scene at the end of that film. That if you've ever seen it, you you will never be the same again. Okay, I might have to track that one down. Yes, it's uh, last time I saw it, it may have been on a certain tube of the use. <laughs> right. Uh, um, yeah. It's got a fucked up ending. Um, yeah, so we'll just leave it there, and I'm not going to mention anything more about that. But yes, there's a whole level that's dedicated to, like, the ending scene of society, and it's fucked up. And you can, that's, that's an optional level that you can just skip. She, like, she just goes, nah. <laughs> she opens the door, she goes, nah, no. fuck that. I'm, I'm going down another level. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, if, if you really want to see this, go buy the DLC because it's fucked up. <laughs> you, make the, you make the most fucked she up She opens the DLC. door and she closes it and she throws up. <laughs> She goes, no. <laughs> no. No, I'm not going in there. Not unless you pay five ninety nine. No, I'm sorry. Player. <laughs> and even then, the one time you're going to have to- You're going to have to- um, You're going to have to go through a few things. I'm not going in there willingly. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've, got, you've got to actually cause something else to explode and you fall into the middle of this scene. <laughs> <laughs> From above. Or it falls on top of you. Oh, like, okay. Well, uh, so anyway, let's uh, talk about that was around level 40 or so. So as they go down through the levels, they finally come out in, in like the mezzanine level. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the big foyer. And then there's, you know, a sweeping fountain that is now blood. blood. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And this whole thing is sort of being changed into almost a demonic hellscape. Mm-hmm. And you're like. Oh fuck! Like, yeah, I definitely like the idea of coming back to some to somewhere you've been through. Like, you came through here in the beginning, and then you come back, and yeah, there's just body parts everywhere, and like the the nice ferns that you saw are now like just body parts with like <laughs> fingers, <laughs> fingers for, for, for the fronds, for the leaves, and <laughs> fronders. Uh, yeah, that's cool. And then, yes, you go you go down into, um, I think there's nine levels in the basement that are like the nine circles of hell or whatever. Sure. And yeah, you go through you go through them, and finally you 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 meet them. You go CEO. down into into the you see the CEO, and you and you see the um you see the the head demon as just a regular guy. <laughs> it's just a, well, initially, surely. Or is this one of these oh, situations I'm, I'm- where once you've made it to him, you just like stab him and that's the end of the game. <laughs> he just dies. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like the idea that, that that you that you know that like this demon that they summoned is actually just like the CEO that like had died many, many years ago. And has been in hell and Oh, they just actually like bring him up- back every They're just bringing him back and 
he signed a soul he signed a deal with uh with the devil to make this company what it is but it means that he's the only one who can run it even though he's been dead for 30 years and so all this stuff was all just about bringing him back just for just for, <laughs> for the, the review and just review. just for the for the like annual general meeting so you can kill like, him again the but AGM. like he's just going to come back next year yeah oh there's just something there's something about that 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 kind of no matter what you do is like he goes this is only put it on hold one year yeah our shareholders are going to be pissed but I'll be back yeah and it just shows that the real horror out there is corporations it's like okay so you stop you stop San Francisco <laughs> yeah did you stop London yesterday yeah. Did you stop? New York City. You know, happening? and you go through all the different all the different offices. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> fucking multinationals. There, there's something about that 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 opens it up to. Oh, now to you got like, sequels. You got sequels. <laughs> <laughs> all right, two, two, one, I, I really like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Can someone please make some of these games? Like, I really want to play know. them. We don't have I don't want to spend the time making them. I, I, I want to spend the time playing them. Expensive loop. Conflicting checker. Okay. So, are you thinking loop as in time loop, or are you thinking loop as in, like, just a, a mundane, like, city loop sort of thing? <laughs> I was actually thinking, just to take it a little bit off, an expensive loop is like an engagement ring. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. Conflict, diamonds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Checker being a, a jeweler who's literally- Checking looking the- at, Okay. Che- checking, checking the origin of this ring. Oh, okay. And it leads them down like a sort of, you know, originally they thought, oh, yeah, the, this diamond looks too big. You know, I, I'm expecting that this is going to be, you know, a blood diamond or a conflict diamond. Yeah. And they find out something much worse. It's like no diamond they've ever seen. Exactly. Yeah. This is this is a diamond that actually holds the soul of a demon or something like that. <laughs> he looks it's, through his little eyeglass and he just like sees weird swirly help soul me. bits in there. <laughs> like, literally <laughs> just, a little diamond. This, just, just banging just on the side of a, it. <laughs> just, just holds up a little sign that says help me a la, like a la Wiley Coyote. Coyote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> Where did you get this ring? Oh, I found it in my great grandfather's, uh, you know, leftover stuff. I I I I, I see here that the initials are V H. That wouldn't stand for Van Halen, would it? <laughs> <laughs> Or, or is it is it something like, like this family is incredibly successful, and this is an heirloom ring that's been passed down, yeah. uh, and and basically they've been harnessing the power of this demon to to keep themselves wealthy and and healthy and wise. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Uh, who was it in that <laughs> fucking... I can't remember his fucking name. Ian... <laughs> Healthy, wealthy, and wise. Uh... <laughs> Ian Houston. Hewitson. That's right. Ian Hewitson <laughs> is the chef. <laughs> that is that is the weirdest, like, pull that I've ever... Yeah. ...come across. Uh, that I've ever come up with. Um, yes. So- yep, so... You, you said that, and I've just gone off on, on like, a, a massive... <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep dive into classic Australian lifestyle television. Mm-hmm. So yes, this this ring they've been using the soul of this demon to keep them healthy, wealthy, and wise. And does is it? Are you, are you playing the jeweler? Are you now like you? I think you. you I think you're the jeweler. Like this ring, and you you need to study. You want to study. You want to break ooh. this demon free. You want okay. To, what if what if you switched the diamond out? Mm. 
Okay. Like yes. they were getting it appraised, and you you switch it out for yeah. like. This is a diamond like you've never seen before, and you switch it out for for one that is just as big. It's maybe a conflict diamond, you know. You you sort of and and you know give them a really good price on it and like really good appraisal and all this sort of stuff. But you know you're so you know taken by this by this diamond that eventually, almost literally, yeah. Eventually, you actually you know kind of make a mark on the make a mark on the diamond and it breaks the it breaks the the prison cell mm. sort of thing yes uh i think though that uh, before you do that bad things start happening to this family cuz they're no longer under the protection or under the the you know the, they can no longer utilize the power of this this demon so i think you start hearing things that have happened or like this you know, it's like the youngest, uh, or, or like the eldest of the latest generation or, or of the of the family or whatever who is marrying someone and, and just wanted to get it appraised. And but they come in and like their you know fiance has been killed or whatever, and their money is disappeared. Like something's happening, and the they're being investigated. Like all this shit's happening. And he thinks it's got something to do with the mm-hmm. ring. Like, did you do something to it? Like, what, you know, maybe there's got to be some sort of knowledge within the family that this ring is important. Um, maybe he just thinks it's like the lucky family heirloom or something. But yeah, and that sort of, again, you can make a decision of what to do, perhaps of to tell them or to just fob them off or, or whatever. But that sets you further down this path of investigating this thing and realizing exactly what is going on with it yeah yeah i like i like that a lot um i'm just trying to think uh what other weird shit can happen to your character like Mm. do you start having nightmares that you can sort of play through these weird sort of dream-like scenarios where you know the people that where you actually start seeing the things that are actually happening to this um to this family like that's, that's how you cool. can actually yep. see it that you're 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 seeing through like the mirrors in the mm, into different their, parts of their, their place of this family you know yeah that's uh, cool. so as you move between between mirrors it's sort of like a portal out that you mm. you can see through that mm. yeah and you're sort of mm. that way you you don't have to have it being explained to you, you are actually seeing these things, but you're also seeing this other being that's sort of stalking them and and that sort of stuff and, and just toying with them. Whereas they can't necessarily see what's happening, but you're seeing everything that's actually going on and, you know, you've caused this and you can't do anything. And do good things start happening to you as well? Like, you start beginning, gaining the benefit of this... But you know that by taking it, you've yep. doomed this whole family, basically. And you only have good fortune until one day, like you, I don't know, you you knock something over and it and it cracks the diamond or whatever, and it just opens up, and that's when all hell breaks yeah. loose on your side. Like because you've now freed this, yeah, freed this demon that was summoned however many centuries ago and trapped yeah. in this diamond. Yeah, that's cool. Does it end there? Does it end with it cracking open and you realizing you've like by all the knowledge you've got about it now, you've just unleashed hell on earth? Yeah, I kind of I kind of like the idea that as as you're going through this this thing, yes, good fortune is coming to you. Yes, bad fortune is ca- happening to these people, and you can't do anything about it. You're seeing almost the horror of your choice that mm. you made is now causing like unimaginable sort of torment for these for these people yeah well i like the idea that maybe you decide you want to destroy it because you think that's going to stop the whole cycle but you realize like maybe you've got someone you're talking to about this or like finding you know some expert on demonology or whatever it's like no if you break that thing like it's going to unleash so what if what if the final thing that you find out is that this family didn't actually have anything bad happen to them. 
and you were you were literally just mm-hmm. you're being tricked into into thinking that your decision had had caused them bad bad juju and all this sort of stuff but it was really just a ploy so it's more like it's a tr- it's a wait is it the demon yeah, doing this is it like a trickster demon or something the, the demon's literally just trying to give you a reason to to try and destroy the destroy the diamond so oh, we can get out get and to cause all these things to happen yep. to not just that family but every family on earth sort of thing right yeah that could be that could be interesting it's essentially you know it hasn't been able to escape because it, the the family that's had it for this long like they know what's up you know they're not going to let this thing be broken or destroyed and they can't really be convinced, you know, because they've had it for so long. They know the deal. They they can't be made guilty about it or whatever. But now that a new person has it, it's like, oh, they can prey on your. Well, I, I think it's also your- like the youngest son took it to get appraised to try and sell the thing. You know, because you know he yeah. just he wanted the money, and obviously you've taken you've taken the ring now, yeah. and you know, but you can sort of show throughout the different. The different things of all this horrible stuff happening to this family, which is actually all just in your dreams. None of this is actually happening yeah. to this family, and you've been but at the you've end, been fooled into you've been fooled, and then you know that you have unleashed though this yeah you've been fooled into unleashing oh and I think the a billion times I worse. think the the immediate thing that happens is the second that you unleash it, it stabs you and says thanks. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. thanks for your I, service I think like it comes out and suddenly everything's on fire like, <laughs> like the power of this thing just is immense and wow. almost instantly everything's burning that does bring us to the end of tonight yeah so that is it for our Halloween special uh, if you want to find us online, go check out last week's uh, Halloween episode as well. If you missed that one or all of our previous episodes, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. Check them all out. Leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. We recommend that you check out the album Containment Failure by the by the band Kuradust. They play our opening and closing numbers, which is Mount Defiance, the last song off that album. So just search it in Google. Like, it's on Bandcamp. It's... It's available. Yeah. We're we're part of the band, so yeah, that's why we why we can play that song every every single week. That's right. So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And uh, Trevor, let's head out for the blood sacrifice. <sighs> okay. Uh, so, who should we kill first, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>